The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This half hour, we were going to continue on with our, with our conversation about uh, paranormal, about hauntings, and I'm, I'm really thrilled to welcome our next guest back to the to the show. Morgan Knudsen has been involved in the world of paranormal phenomena for over 18 years. Um, she has been involved with so many things, including co-founding and leading Entity Seeker Paranormal Research and Teachings. Uh, she she can be seen on various television networks uh, around the world, Discovery Channel, Travel Channel. Uh, she uh, just finished uh, taping season three of Haunted Hospitals. Morgan, welcome back to the show. It is always so good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, hey, okay, I, I don't even know where to begin because one of these days I'm going to sit down and talk your ear off for about uh, three days, I swear to goodness. First well, off... I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> first off... I, I'm sure people are wondering, okay, first off, what, what is an entity seeker? What is a paranormal researcher? Can you, can you tell us what that is, what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So paranormal research uh, began, like the history of, the par- of paranormal and, and, uh, and the, the universities and the many universities that look into it and the organizations, I mean, began, you know, like a thousand years ago. I mean, people were, were fascinated by paranormal phenomenon way back. Um, and I think it was the Society of Psychical Research in the late 1800s, about 1886 or so, that really began to make it uh, a valid thing to look into. You know, people were into seances and this kind of thing. And I think when the Society of Psychical Research was was, was founded, um, it really brought some merit to to you know now what other universities are are fully studying uh, places like Yale and Princeton and, and things like that. Um, so I mean it is it is the look the, the research and looking into of paranormal or a strange phenomenon that we normally can't explain. The funny thing is, is that most of the phenomenon that people experience, m- more people experience than not. Uh, so we think it's something that is, you know, the small percentage of the population that, that, you know, experiences this stuff. And it's actually not true at all. Um, the smaller percentage is the people that don't have something happen. So what I do is is really just to, to investigate this stuff. And then I take it a step further with my programs on teaching people how to deal with what's going on and how to deal with the unknown. Morgan, it's from everything I know and I've read about you and when we've talked in the past, uh, you truly were born into this, weren't you? Uh, yeah, it was It was really <laughs> crazy because my, my great-great-grandfather founded the first paranormal association in Canada and, and that was in the late 1800s, but I didn't know that until about six years into forming Entity Seeker. Uh, so it's it was a really strange, uh, just strange coming about. So was your growing up, was was your world just always filled with this? I mean, did, it, did were you questioning um, what you were hearing about, what you possibly were seeing, what you were being told? Um, did you... Did, yeah, I just, you know, what was growing up like? Well, it was funny because it was about, 
age nine or so where I had my first experience and my grand grandmother at the time had just had no interest in me getting involved in this stuff at all and mm. she told my parents straight up do not let her get involved in this <laughs> and of course well here we are <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but history speaks for itself but it was yeah it was it was just one of those things where um you know I had I had my first experience and it was it, it scared me at first uh but curiosity really took over and I had to know I had to understand what was going on and I grew up in an era where you know we, we didn't have the entertainment ghost shows so what was on TV when it was were reputable investigators they were people who were you know parapsychologists who studied this properly and I so I, I was I felt lucky because I, I was raised on on stuff like that you have talked I know on your on your website and you talk about um you know, ghost hunting and, and psycho- well, how do you say it? Psychometry, uh, I think that's how you say it. And you talk about history, and you've, I think you've just touched on it. I mean, the, the legacy of the people beforehand who, who've been doing this. Why is that history so important to what you're doing now? Uh, I think in in a number of ways. I mean, you know, we always stand on the shoulders of giants. You know, the next innovation is always is always coming from the people that came before us and so for me um you know the just looking back on even my great-great-grandfather who was really starting to pioneer this idea that um our psychology what we uh, put into the world emotionally is so important uh, in re- in relation to, to paranormal phenomenon that we're experiencing. And when we understand the tie between the phenomenon that we're experiencing and our general emotional state and sort of where we hang out on that emotional scale, whether it be on the negative end or the positive end, when we see that correlation, it can't help but shape how we look at this, how we deal with it. And uh, it, it, I mean, his stuff was a massive influence on what I do now. <laughs> And I want to get into that, but I want to cycle back around uh, to what you said uh, just a little while ago. You, you said that most people, what you have found is that most people experience something um, rather than, than, than not. So are, are we not talking about it? Are we dismissing it? Are we not paying attention to it? Well, it depends on the, it depends on the culture ultimately. And the, the statistic is about 75% of the population experiences something. Uh, something that they consider paranormal and you know we we sometimes we brush it off sometimes we ignore it Um, but again it depends on the country like I find that America for instance is a little bit more open to celebrating the fact that there's a haunting where in in Canada it tends to be something people are very interested in but nobody really wants to to publicize so it really depends on where you I think where you go where you sit um, and and who's willing to listen to your story Um, because I mean ultimately if you don't have the right ear uh, and, and so many people find this out you, you can you yeah. can really end up with a bit of a stigma morgan do you believe that some well yeah this goes back to the next thing that i was just going to say do you believe that some people just naturally are more open to having experiences or having that connection to um uh, i don't even know what the word is you know probably but but having a connection to to having something happen to them 
Well, well, here's what's interesting is that study has actually been done. And the people that are more open to this stuff uh, or seem to have more experiences tend to be people who have uh, have a, a bit of a belief in it or are at least open people. Typically, people who are more extroverted tend to have more of a connection with them. Um, so the, the study was actually done. It was, it was very interesting. Um, they really... Originally, what they wanted to know was how many people would have good results during something called the, of what they call a Gansfeld experiment, uh, where they're they're doing basically receiving uh, and communication with uh, with imagery and uh, and things like that. And yeah, lo and behold, um, it turned out that people do have a, a certain set of characteristics that are more likely uh, to be uh, to to have these communications. So empathy, um, you know, outgoingness, how open you are, uh, whether or not you can relax, um, you know, all of these things will factor in. Morgan, um, I, I love the city of New Orleans, and the listeners here on, on Chedville, on 630 Ched, know that. We, we like to get down there as, as often as 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 possible it's known as a as a as a, as a haunted city um the very first time i stepped foot in that city um it felt like my skin was being was covered by ants right I, I just there was something there and it's and it's happened over and over and over again whenever we've been there i've been like 12 13 times and i just thought oh well that is very very interesting i have a question is is uh, being open or having experiences can that be or is there has there been research about it being passed down through family members like through genetics um, there, not necessarily through genetics. There is there is some study going on in regards to that. Uh, you know how much of this is, is pathology, for instance, and how much of this is something that we're, uh, you know, we're just we do on our own. And really, what they found is that it seems to be something that that is done on our own. Uh, but we have to remember that we learn our behaviors and we learn our way of thinking specifically from the people in our family, from our parents, from our grandparents. And we, we often teach kids you know, how to interact with, with the world just through what we're doing. So if you've got a family member or family members that are influential that are, you know, more open, that are encouraging stuff like mm-hmm. this, that have had experiences themselves, you know, you're more likely to pick up the characteristics that would allow that as well. Hmm. I, uh, so let's go back to what you said about being more open to it. Your research, when you, when you talk about, um, uh, you know, teaching the living this this program that you, that you've worked on teaching the living and how to deal with it and how to accept it and understand it there's great videos on your website as well you said people living more negatively tend to have a more negative experience with the paranormal and those who are happy have a different experience can you can you expand on that for us and and why that might happen yeah absolutely it's 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 a really interesting thing to watch because when we're dealing with clients and when we're having people you know they come up to me after a lecture or something like that and they're telling me these stories i i usually can figure out very quickly how the story is going to end <laughs> and it's not only in how they're telling it but it's also um what was going on in their life at the time so often what will happen is that people who are just kind of generally that hang out in in negativity and pessimism and, and sometimes for very good reason sometimes it's depression mm. um i mean there's a million million reasons um but they tend to have phenomenon that just 
reflects whatever it is their state of being is offering. And we're like that on the opposite end of the scale as well. I mean, if we're happy and we're, we're peppy and we've, we've, we're really living our passion and we're digging into life, we have experiences that reflect that as well. Um, so many times people will... will come to me and say, you know, I, I'm looking to communicate with a, a, a lost grandparent or a lost child or something like that. And usually right off the bat, they're sitting in a, in a, in a grief state. They're sitting in a negative mm. state. And it's, so at that point, it's just one of the worst things you can do. And of course, the horror stories come usually from situations like that. Um, but, you know, once they're able to process that and get through that and heal that, get themselves back into a really good feeling place where they're we're able to start feeling joy again, um, or at least able to start letting go of, of the negativity. Sometimes that can be just quieting the mind enough, doing something mundane, um, something that's just not adding resistance to their emotional state. Suddenly they end up getting the interaction that they're looking for. So it really is just about, you know, how are we tending to our thoughts and emotions? Entity seeker and paranormal researcher Morgan Knutson joining me this afternoon again. Her website, entityseeker.ca. Morgan, unfortunately, we're almost out of time. I think the last time we talked, we ended up going an hour. I, I bumped something else. I think else. we did. <laughs> I think did too. So, but, I, you know, there is a couple of questions that, that I have. I think a lot of people might take uh, photographs and see something in a photograph that they go, hmm, what is that? Or why is that old man sitting behind? my niece on a bus in her first day of school picture <laughs> are, th- <laughs> are there ways to spot paranormal phenomena in in photos you know it can be a little bit complicated because there's no litmus test for a ghost photo um really you start having to eliminate what it isn't uh okay. so for for us i usually work through um a, just an expert set of photographers they're they're really amazing um but it's it really comes down to okay what was in the picture at the time um you know Sending it into somebody who really knows what they're doing is is very helpful. Um, the camera can play some really bizarre tricks on us. Probably yeah. one of the most common phenomena that we see in in photographs is what people refer to as orbs. And uh, it yep. came about in the in the more digital age of of camera technology, where we're seeing these sort of opaque circles floating around these photographs, and people immediately attribute them to ghosts. And the majority of these, I. of these are are completely explainable um and and it's it's a you know it's not a huge uh a a huge uh uh, endeavor to try to get these things figured out so i would recommend actually passing a a photographer um the photo and seeing what their opinion is because sometimes even with especially with the ghost apps and stuff like that that you can take photos with now can be really hard Morgan, I have about a minute left with you, and I'm sure through your entire career you have been asked and and said, oh, come on, really, right? I mean, this is a whole bunch of uh, bunk. What do you say to them? What do you say to people? I, I would say to them that, that they're not educated enough. Um, you know, as I was saying at the beginning, some of the, the best universities in the world have parapsychology labs. We're talking, like Yale just opened a new program called mm-hmm. COPE. Um, you know, Edinburgh, Oxford, Princeton. Uh, these, are, these are some of the best universities in the world that study this professionally. And I, I think the people that don't, don't believe in it, so to, so to speak, are just they're behind the times.
Yeah, uh, interesting stuff, Morgan. I uh, always enjoy our conversations. Like I said, I wish oh, I had uh, another hour with you. Uh, let's do it again sometime soon. Maybe let's not wait a year this time, okay? I completely <laughs> agree. <laughs> <laughs> All the best to you, Morgan. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, you betcha, Morgan Knudsen. And watch uh, watch her for in uh, Haunted Hospitals, uh, Season 3 on Discovery Network coming up. Her website is entityseeker.com. Certainly has an interesting and different way of looking at things, doesn't she?